Hey everybody, welcome back to a victorious edition of Talking Jacks. The good times are back, at least for one week. My name is Alex Warren. I am joined, as always, by my co-host Ben Gosshorn, aka the Soccer Goose. How are you today on this Monday afternoon? I'm doing really good. I am uh, back in North Carolina. Uh, maybe to the chagrin of the fan base to hear that, but uh... well, it's fine during the week. Just come Saturday. Yeah. Well, I guess it, the, your powers don't work on away games, do they? Um, no, they don't work on away days. That's that's the thing. It's only a home day kind of thing. So. Uh... I, I may have to uh, sneak into the next game and uh, <clears throat> change my identity or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely – I will not be cracking a beer at the beginning of this podcast. Um, I've, I've learned my lesson with uh, being too happy after a win, I guess, but uh, or celebratory beers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And uh, for clarification, what Alex is kind of talking about – a lot of people may know this, but um, I think – I think it's three years in a row or no it might well, be four I like now three i think it's three or four i i know so it's three years in a row we won by four by a three goal uh margin or better um i think two times it happened in 2017 is the thing um is what's throwing me off but yeah it's 2017 it was the red bull and yeah uh and um... st louis Saint was Lewis. the other one? Yeah. Um, was when was what two of the times? I think the only times really that me and Chris were both out of the state on a home day. Um, and then 2018. Oh yeah, that was last year. That was Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I think it didn't work one time, but it tends to work one time per year. But yeah. So uh, if you uh, <clears throat> want to start a GoFundMe uh, for me and Chris to live in uh, a state outside of North Carolina or find us jobs or um, anything like that. Just, See, I don't uh, think it works like that because if you move, I feel like that will negate it. You have to do live here, but true. you just have to leave the state on the day of the game. So we'll try it out on the next home game. If you guys want to start uh, collecting money, we will, uh, we will we will gladly accept it and put it towards Chris and Ben's uh, one-day vacation fund. For you know, weekend, leave, uh, leave the state home. every home game. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, you know, to to get off of the... Uh, the jokes. We um, we were victorious 4-1 over Birmingham Legion FC. Um, notice I said Birmingham Legion FC. Yeah, not, not Birmingham. Birmingham. Uh, because this is Birmingham, Alabama. The only other acceptable pronunciation of Birmingham is Birmingham, where you you know yeah. you, you really accentuate the uh, the southernness. <laughs> uh, as somebody whose family is from Birmingham and who spends a lot of time in that city. Uh, it it really was getting on my nerves to hear them constantly mispronounce oh, it. Yeah. Like it was just strange. I'd never heard that announcing crew. Uh, but other than yeah, that, I don't know. They kept they... doing that. They were they were fine. But uh, oh, I don't know. They they called Jorge George. Yeah, they did do that. Point. They did call Jorge George Herrera. Um, um, which they also I got quite a laugh. laugh assist, which is definitely not true. I think he's yeah, like that's forward. true. They did get um, there that was a one few out. things, but it some made factual me, uh, errors. Yeah, definitely some some factual errors. There was one other one I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, they kept calling uh, McGinnis Mike McGinnis. Did they? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they may have, they may have only done it a couple times, but they they like corrected themselves at some point or figured out that they were making a mistake. But there was a couple uh, instances where I was just like, 
oh god this is not great um this is annoying but uh yeah it made me miss the uh the audio stylings of devin kerr and uh tyler terrens a lot so uh if, if we can get them back on a match that'd be cool with me so yeah um but yeah it was a a really good game a res- resounding victory is how i would describe it yeah the, i mean um... it, it was interesting because I guess I didn't realize it, but uh, I guess really the the fan base and kind of the the mood for Birmingham was kind of on a negative tilt, which feels weird because they were, I think, like a couple places above us before this weekend. Um, But, I mean, they're tied with us on points now, and they – it was – it's interesting. I I, I wonder – in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm wondering myself, okay, we beat them 4-1, but who did we beat 4-1 is what I kind of kind of go back to. Because, um, I mean, all things considered, we dominated this game. Yeah, I agree. I, on every facet. I mean, we, we could have, at the very least, put five or six maybe on them uh, pretty easily. I mean, their, their keeper had a pretty good save at one point uh, against Alex. Yeah, to Alex. deny Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but really, I mean, all things considered, we we just dominated them. And I mean, you can you can kind of attribute some of that to the pitch. I think. I mean, the commentators definitely yeah, wanted. You know, to... I don't think I don't I don't think you can because, I mean, we had to yeah. we had to deal with the same conditions, and it mm, it was absolutely fair. messing with us in the first half. Uh, oh, yeah. But we, I think, we were able to overcome a little bit of adversity because I mean, it was the the field was atrocious. It was the absolute worst it's ever been at the sportsplex. Uh, I don't know how it got in such bad shape. I mean, you know, I know that we were off of it for a month. Um, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, maybe there were other events there that kind of ruined it. Um, and mm. I know it was in bad, it was in bad shape uh, the last time we played on it against Florida soccer soldiers back in mm. uh, back. I think, was that May or was that April still? I'm not, I can't remember been... exactly. But regardless, we played on it then, and and the rain was obviously really bad. So there were there were issues with that. So maybe after that, it just baked and and didn't. You know, it it was just very bizarre. I've never seen it in such bad shape. But regardless, I I thought we handled it well in that we didn't really alter what we were trying to do. I feel like Birmingham. I, I don't know if it was that they which weren't comfortable or if it was, we were a tactical thing that we were doing because one thing that I noticed that jumped off the screen for me, was the energy level that we played with was mm. the, for nearly the entire match. Uh, it was the highest we've played with um, all season long. I think it, it kind of brought me back. Remember at the start of the Ottawa game, how we were really pressing and we were really yeah. giving them trouble. It was kind of like that, but it continued for, throughout the entire match, not just the first 15 minutes. Uh, yep. and, and, and I will say we probably took our foot off the gas once we put the fourth goal in, in, in the, the stats kind of bear that out. We, we took, I think, um, I think we took one shot after the 65th minute and it was that one that it was the cross shot, you know, I don't know if Jake was trying to hit a shot and miss hit it, or if he was trying to cross it and just nobody was there, but that was the only shot that we registered after the fourth goal. And I think they took maybe two or three after that, but mm. We, I mean, you, we did kind of sit back a little bit, allow them to possess, and I think that actually skewed the possession stats uh, in their favor because I, th- I think up until the fourth goal, we had a advantage in possession. Uh, it, it ended up being 
54-46, basically, in, for, in favor of Birmingham. So I think probably we were uh, we had the majority of the possession up until the fourth goal. Uh, but, I, you know, one thing I noticed just right off the top was just mm-hmm. we were winning nearly every 50-50 ball. Uh, we were, you know, we were first to – we were just first to everything. We were the first into a tackle. Uh, we played with a lot of, I think, controlled emotion. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you saw you saw players really giving it their, their all, and the, the energy level was just contagious throughout, you know, the whole the whole team, I thought. I mean, really, everybody had a good game. Uh, we allowed we allowed eight shots, but if you look if you look at their shot chart, even the one they scored was not high quality. Although the one they scored, there was not any real pressure. Uh, there was no one really closing him down. Uh, we can talk about that one if you want to. But if you yeah, if you just I look think... at the outside of that scramble, they did not create really any high quality chances. Then the scramble that I'm referring to is the one where Hugh Roberts had to. Um, make a lunging challenge and block a shot. Um, but really outside of that kind of two, you know, five minute stretch there, we completely dominated. Like you said, uh, we had, we, we created a ton of quality chances. We had eight shots on target, I believe. Uh, let me check that number. Five shots on target. Excuse me. Eight shots were in the box. Um, but I mean, that was just another thing I noticed. I mean, the set piece, I'm not sure if it was intentional or not. It looked intentional to my eye. Like the the idea was to put the ball to the near post and, and flick it on to the back post, and it it worked oh. perfectly. I don't know if that was intended or not. It hmm. could have just been the I way it worked out, that, but, but yeah, it it seemed it, it seemed like that was the thing. intent. And then um, just some of the chance. I mean, the goals we scored. Obviously, one was from the penalty spot, but I thought the counterattack that led to the penalty was just really quality. Um, Enzo absolutely looked like Enzo scored his first goal. He got a little lucky with just, it was, oh, a, yeah. it was a poor clearance, but he put himself in a good position and he finished it. Yeah. And Enzo, if you just, if you look at his touch map, he was in the final third a lot more than he's been. I and mean, he was affecting the game at a, at a multitude of levels. I mean, that pass he played to Alex for the fourth goal was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then Alex of course comes in after being, you know, left off the 18 several weeks in a row uh and it just absolutely played his best game of the season it was just it was just an absolute mm-hmm. joy to watch which was just refreshing it was just so refreshing so yeah i i think it's interesting because i i think the biggest i don't want to say obstacle that we were going to face as a club with with going to jeffries but i think the biggest issue really was how pieces were going to fit together um and I think what were we in a four, three, two, one? Was that the technical formation we? Yeah, were in? that's what the graphic showed. Uh, it short. It played like a you know the Christmas tree formation. Um, yeah. When you look at the average positioning, which might again be a little skewed because of the last you know twenty five minutes or so, we were just kind of sitting back. Mm. But Alex was really tucked in, which you would you would expect based on the way the formation was, um, kind of displayed. But really, the only player who was wide in the attacking half was Damoduro, um, which yeah he didn't really affect the game much in the final third outside, but I feel like he combined really, really well with Joel Johnson. And maybe some of those technically occurred in the final yeah, third, definitely. but I mean they, that um, the Enzo goal, 
they had just combined for a really good one-two where Joel put in a, a good cross and no, I don't, I don't think we even got a shot off of it. Um, and then I don't, just a couple of minutes later, they combined really well again with on a, on a kind of give and go. And then again, Joel cross, maybe it was a, it was, a, I think he maybe over or under hit it a little bit. Cause I think he was aiming for Jorge at the back post and the defender was able to get a half clearance. Um, and then of course Enzo's Enzo timed his run perfectly to just have the ball land at his feet. So got a little fortunate, but mm. you know, we've talked about maybe being a little bit unlucky uh, and we got a little yeah. bit lucky in this and game I think, too. Like as much as we, you can kind of call that a lucky goal too. I think those were types of shots that we've missed um, yeah. where Did, we maybe yeah. haven't even put them on frame or we just made them very savable against the keeper um and i think i mean i talked about it on the the birmingham backlight podcast the the way we were going to win this game was really honestly putting together a full 90 as well as having jeffrey's unlock enzo and i I think both of those things really happened um to be honest with you i think it's it was interesting to see the way things work together on the pitch as far as the way jeffrey's wants to play um, compared to the personnel, I think he he de- it definitely seems like he he um, he used some uh, some liberty on what you could call the the Jeffrey style play. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I mean, this is going to be. Uh, I mean, of course, we're going to go through some maybe injuries and, and players coming back with Kevon George and Maria. And is there a third person I'm forgetting about? It's not on not on not on international duty, but no, okay. You know, Mark um, Hill's, yeah, Mark Hill's was, still working on getting back fit from his injury. Yeah. But I think even with just those two players um, that will eventually come back and probably work in some ways, I think this formation and in, in the, in the way we were attacking, of course it'll be different against a stronger opponent, but really it's going to be difficult for teams to defend against us. Um, because it, it, we would have in the three attacking options, Enzo, Dom, and, and Jorge, or even if you swap out Jorge for maybe another attacker, uh, eventually maybe Nicky Jackson, or yeah. just different ty- some type of attacking threat, it's going to be really difficult for defenses to um, combat that, honestly, because you yeah. really can't focus in on one player. And then you throw in Alex in the mix there, too, that's, that is more of a facilitator uh, as an attacker than a uh, an all-in-out goal scorer. I, I'm. I think it shows you what the the talent level we do have here. Um, and then I think, I, I really thought Aaron Mond and and Hugh Roberts played really good together too. Yeah, they both um, played I, really well. I wasn't quite sold on Aaron Mond, not because he played poorly, but I think just we hadn't. I don't know that we personally, he just hadn't passed the eye test for me, but I think both of those center backs played extremely well together. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just really encouraging. It's hard to, I mean, the goals speak for themselves too, um, really, because I mean, the first one was a, uh, a set piece of course, like we talked about and really just yeah. capitalizing on the chance being Gutman, just being a scrappy player, uh, almost similarly to the uh, 
the goal he scored against the Steel, I think. The the set piece that uh, Mark Hill nearly scored directly yeah. from. Uh, it's similar place on the field, I think, and, and similar type play. Yeah. Um, Enzo's I don't, goal. Don't take anything away from was, his finish either, sorry. though. Andrew Gutman, I, I don't oh, want to yeah. just like... Yeah. I don't want to just toss it up to being at the right place at the right time. I mean, if you if you watch the slow motion replay, go find it. Uh, it's a, it's a really really good finish that he put on the ball because he you you could easily see him uh, get under that and put it high over the bar or because it was it was bouncing and on that pitch you know it, it was a really great strike. So I don't want to just because it was kind of close to the goal. I don't want to um, just like think of it as just a, an easy tap in. Because uh, it's yeah. it was it was a quality finish. Yeah, and like I think those two goals specifically, and really even Mansale's too. We haven't even I don't know if we've really specifically talked about Mansale's goal. No, that one was the goal uh, of the game detail. though for me. I yeah, it was really good. I mean, it was <clears throat> it was an, a chance where in my mind you think to yourself, Alex, take the chance. You haven't scored in two years or so, or however mm-hmm. long it's been. And, and, of course, commentators like to harp on that, too, which is a whole nother thing. But you think to yourself, Alex, this is your chance. You've got the the, the breakaway here, the fast break, whatever you want to call it. Um, the counter, I think, is the technical soccer term. Um, where you've got an advantage there. And for him to have the wherewithal to look, and I believe Mensali said this on the, the post-game press conference, that Mensali was, was bombing forward to provide another option too and calling Alex's name for Alex to sit back and say, no, I'm not going to take this shot. I'm going to look for Mansale because yeah. he's got the main defender there. I think is, is absolute class. And, and I think it's, it shows you, this game shows you what Alex can do Yeah, and, and what he does really well. And not only um, that, like he, he was able shot, to, honestly. yeah, but, same, but he made the defender commit is what was, what was re- that's really what made the play. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. he held on to the ball smartly, I like think he you said. The exact right moment to do it too. Yeah, yeah because this because basically as Mansali is making that run, you know that that's why I mean that's a run that you have to make as a as a winger right there because you, essentially you're putting the pressure on that center back mm-hmm. in that moment or maybe it was the right the left back. I mean, I'm not exactly sure who was who the player was, but he has to choose either I'm going to take the shot away from. Alex or take the pass away from Alex and he chooses to take the shot away so Alex does the right thing and, and lays it off and then Mansali also did the right thing he did a similar thing yeah. but with the goalkeeper he made the goalkeeper commit okay you know either you're going to take away the near post or the far post but you can't take away both so you got to pick one and he waited yep. until the goalkeeper made his move and then just kind of poked it past him um, so I thought both of those showed a lot yep. of quality but yeah man I'm with you with Alex it was so great to see him out there like that was to me like seeing Alex out there playing with and you could just see there was just more joy on everybody on the field um yeah it it was it was definitely a i think that's what i meant by it was an emotional game in that way that every time they scored you know the smiles were huge uh i hadn't i didn't actually see this on the broadcast but apparently coach jeffries was really celebrating and that's not you know that's Mm -hmm. not really like him he's not usually he's a, a big celebration guy um but you know, it was just a, it was a game where I thought we we rode the emotion well uh, mm-hmm. and, and controlled it because I mean that little flurry we had right after scoring the second goal right after halftime and then the penalty and then the fourth goal. I mean that that's really where we put the game away. Uh, yeah, because 
they threatened, I mean, just before that, and, and we showed resolve. Hugh Roberts made a great clearance uh, to block that shot and really deal with the danger. And then from there, we just we put, their, put, our, put our foot on their throat and then didn't let them up off the mat. It was, uh, it was really a great performance in the second half. Yeah, I, I think it's I, and like we've kind of talked about, I think it just kind of shows you what we can do because I think as well as as much as the emotions were high too, I think what this game shows me is that we really played a a pretty calm game in all things considered too because I mean there's something I mean, there there is obviously I guess you could say the it, it could go different ways with, with, with switching coaches, to be honest with you. I mean, with the form we were in and, and the way you may guess the locker room may have felt, given that and the way the season's gone, it, you could you could see it go different types of ways. Um, and I think it was just really encouraging to see that the team, number one, really just put together a full 90 like we hadn't seen since that Bethlehem Steel game, uh, I think back in April. So we're, we're talking two months ago, probably. Yeah. Um, it is really probably the timetable we're looking at. Um, I think, yeah, it's, I'll be really interested to see how we can move this momentum moving forward, um, which will be tested really soon. Um, the, the good thing about the pitch um, not to jump too far ahead, but the good thing about the pitch being poor is we're going to go watch, go to a diff, even worse pitch up in uh, in Louisville. Yeah, that's so. I, I was thinking about that too. It's good practice for next week. It was very unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that may not affect you too bad is unless the weather's poor. Uh, I don't think you'll see mm. players slipping as much as they were uh, at the Plex. Um, obviously, yeah. You know, I feel like we've had the worst luck this season in terms of playing conditions. I can't really think of a game yeah. other than maybe Atlanta where the, the conditions were nice. I guess the first game as well against Indy 11, the, the conditions were nice. But it's either yeah. been like it's either been raining or have just rained a bunch and been really sloppy. Yeah. Or like tonight, it was just baked out and, and hard as a rock, I'm sure, and bumpy yeah, and it, really unpredictable. It, it definitely looked like it. Like it, it looked like it was – it almost made uh, Charleston's pitch – from the other week <laughs> from um, the open cup game. Look, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. i'm sure if atlanta united was going to try to play on that pitch they would have uh called up ussf and uh had some words yeah but uh yeah it's uh it, it's it, and it's really interesting too because if you look at it on paper we may not have gotten a ton of i mean we had a number of shots but really we didn't get a, a drove of opportunities but we just ultimately capitalized on them i think that's yeah the and, biggest but the thing. ones we did get they were really quality like yeah i think but, that's but something true. that was lacking we were both lacking under mcginnis we were lacking volume of shots and quality of shots so like we may have yeah. gotten i think we were probably averaging like six or seven shots per game but maybe mm-hmm. one that was like a really good goal scoring opportunity and and you can go back through i mean you can just look at the shot chart we have obviously the four the four that we scored but then Oduro had a shot. It, it was it would have been a tough shot. He maybe should have brought it down and, and then tried to shoot um, on the, the early in the game. Alex had one where he just clipped it over the bar. He had the one that got saved. Um, you know, Jorge had one get blocked. So I mean, we we just created a lot of quality chances. 
And so, like you said, even if we only got 12 shots off, I think a lot of that's due to the fact that we took our foot off. We kind of took our foot off the gas for the last 25 minutes and just managed the game because we took, we took, like I said, we took the one shot. So if you just through the first 65 minutes, we took 11 shots. That's, that's mm. really, really good in terms of, you know, percentage or maybe not, maybe that's not the right word, but, uh, Regardless, you know, we, we, we created good chances. We created a good number of chances, and we limited their chances. They took – yeah. in the first half, they took two shots. One of them was the one they scored, and then the other one, I don't remember it, but it was wide, 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 wide left. And then after – in the second half, they took one, two, three, four, five shots because they took seven mm. total. No, they took eight total. So they took six shots in the second half. But only one of them really was – had a chance um so it was just a matter of we we controlled the game which is something we have not done really all season except for the bethlehem game so i don't know if it was just an emotional thing you know maybe their energy was picked up because you know like i talked about the energy was outstanding if that's i don't know if that's necessarily sustainable every week in and week out Mm. especially with this small of a squad uh so i think we're going to have to figure out a way to win when we aren't just running a team off the pitch in terms of energy and, and, and press and that kind of thing. But uh, I liked the three man midfield. It really mm. having Alex on the field as another outlet took a lot of pressure off of Taku. And I thought brought the yeah. best out of Taku because we've talked about his struggles. I can't remember him giving the ball away. Uh, and that's something he's really struggled with. I think having another player like Alex on the field, that is another outlet. Um, and then Jake, Jake had a good game too. He had the one giveaway that which led to the goal, but uh, you know it was kind of a it was a wobbly pass, and it was it wasn't a great pass to him uh, in the first place. But mm. outside of that moment, I thought he played really well. Um, something I don't know if he, this I don't know if this is just him uh, getting more experience and being more comfortable. But he goes on those little mazy runs uh, where he just kind of dribbles you know, the length of the field sometimes. Um, he does that two or three times a game, and it seems like nobody can take the ball off of him in those moments. I don't know if that's some, mm. uh, just a he maybe did some agility work in the offseason and it's paying off that way, or if it's just been always been part of his game, he just is more comfortable now to, to try to pull those moves off. But he, he did had another one where I don't I don't think we ended, it ended up in a chance or anything, um, but he he just dribbled right through the defense a couple of times. And so those are exciting mm. to watch. But I mean, like I said, I really can't, I don't really have a bad thing to say about anybody's game. I thought maybe Brandon Miller could have done a little better on the goal. Um, yeah. I, don't, I think he saw it late. I don't know if there was maybe somebody standing in his way, but it just looked like he reacted a little bit slow. But other than that, I thought he played well. And then of course, hopefully he's okay with the calf injury. Um, he had to having to come off at the end. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, he wasn't tested really at all in this game, other than the one chance that it did convert. But <clears throat> I, I think that'll be something that'll be interesting um, to see how that works out. Because uh, I mean, you, you never know necessarily what Jeffrey's thinking, but you would maybe assume that Miller was his number one choice um, with him being the first p- keeper he picked, of course. But um, I'm curious what your thoughts on when we do get George and Maria back. Do you see them 
both or one or or what type of uh, do you see them moving into the midfield and taking over for Jake and Taku or how, how do you see the, the midfield shaking up once both those players are available? I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know if we might see just a different shape and go back to a more traditional mm. Coach Jeffries four two three one, where maybe you have Alex move back out wide. Um, but in terms, I think we'll definitely see Kevon George as as a yeah. as a starter more often than not. Other than that, in the midfield, I really don't know. Um, yeah. It, it just kind of, I think, depends on how quickly he comes back because, you know, if if things break right, he could get, they could get out of the group stage. I, you know, I don't think Mikel Maria, who their team his team plays tonight um, in about an hour, and I believe it's yeah. on TV. I don't know if he's in the lineup yet. I can check here. Yeah, it's on uh, Fox. Um, uh, we'll check before the podcast goes off if he's, in the, uh, if he's in the lineup. But in terms of, I think we'll definitely see Kevon George. I don't know about M- Mikel Maria because I don't know – I don't yeah. know if Jeffries rates him. I don't know if he if he was a Jeffries signing or if he was a McGinnis signing. Um, that that's one to watch. I think his prior experience. I mean, the only t- team he's played in the midfield for is his international team. All, all at his at the club level, he was a left back or a left wing. So mm. I'm not sure if we'll see him because I mean we've got several players who can play that position as well. Um, so it, I I think it'll be a game by game thing more than likely. I mean, in the past, Coach Jeffries did like to roll with. We pretty much knew his starting eleven, you know, if if everybody was healthy in past years. But it may take him some time to figure that out. I mean, it's we're almost at the midway point of the season, um, so I would expect to see a couple of tweaks here and there, depending on maybe the opponent or um, you know who we have in, constantly have people resting or coming in and out in terms of international duty and injuries. So it's really hard for me to say at this point. I think the only one I would definitely say is going to start is Kevon George because I think Coach Jeffries really rates mm. him. I think his teammates really rate him. And um, I think he can really affect the game in a positive way for us in terms of controlling the midfield and protecting the back line. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that too. I'm, I, I'll be curious to see because I think Jeffries rates – Jake pretty highly too. Um, I'll I think be curious so too. to see if Kevon will replace Jake or will end up replacing Taku. I, I think if he um, was going to replace one of those, I think it would probably be Taku because yeah, I think, I, I think at least in terms of if, if we're going to continue with the shape we played on Saturday, that four, three, four, three, two, one, mm-hmm. I think he values having Jake's ability to, his his athleticism his his like i said the running through the midfield the the pressing defensively i think i think that's something that he really values uh but i i think taku also looked good in that system so yeah. I, it, it's really it'll be interesting to see because yeah. i mean jeffries has always had a whether it's kevon or or Drew marcus davidson he's always had another the other midfield assuming we're going to be doing a Four two three one, which really we don't know at this point. Obviously, right. there's not enough data considering we've had one game under this uh, roster with his uh, style of player coaching, I should say. But I really wonder if if you are going to be right because if if you're gonna have either Taku or George, I, I don't think George and Taku would work together well in the sense of one would be an attacking option. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. 
I think Jake has Lewis Hilton qualities. <laughs> um, so maybe we'll see Jake go full Lewis Hilton and be that secondary option. Um, in well, second, another attacking option, I should say. Um, and even Rob, I guess Callum wasn't as attacking, maybe, but I think it'll be really curious. I almost wonder if Mikel Maria will work more out wide for uh, for Jeffries in this system um, than in the central midfield, because, I mean, the central midfield is going to be so congested at this point, too, or once we do get everybody back, I should if say. If we get everybody back, because I, I don't think we've yeah, had all of our true. central midfielders healthy for, like, a single game. <laughs> so it's really hard yeah, to say who, where they are in the pecking order. As well, too, so... I think he, assuming he comes back healthy and and stays with us for, doesn't leave us when the, the summer starts, I should say. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see where he comes into play too. Uh, and, and and now at this point, it's just an embarrassment of riches. Uh, you almost wonder. I wouldn't go Jeffries. that far. <laughs> well, I I mean, there we do have a lot of talent on this roster. I think that's I, I true, think, but embarrassment of riches is yeah. like a little bit too far, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I probably should have knocked on wood there just to to uh, ensure that nothing crazy happens. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I can't say I know what else to say. It's just, it's, it's nice doing a happy podcast. It's, it's, it's quite nice. We don't have to turn to, uh, um, oh, we don't have to be a, like an Applejacks podcast now or or Kangaroo Jack, yeah. <laughs> kangaroo jack yeah so we we haven't we don't have to go that direction quite yet thankfully but uh yeah do you have any other i guess thoughts on the game or or anything like that no not really i think you've kind of hit the nail on your head on the head it was nice to talk about something good um it was just nice to see like alex on the field um and and just to see the team everybody on the team smiling and also the crowd like i don't want to um Talk, go, go through this podcast and not talk about the fact that there was a record-breaking crowd there of yeah. uh, 3,544 people, I think, or 54, something like that. 3,544 people. And I know a lot of that was due to um, they had the youth club night, um, and so there was all kind of activities for kids. There were bouncy castles outside of the yeah. stadium. And I wasn't, I didn't get to go to the game, so I don't know the full extent of everything that was there, but I mean, the yeah. atmosphere I think was had a band before too. That, maybe I, think. I don't know that I, yeah. the atmosphere was awesome though. I mean, it was yeah. it was electric. There was so much excitement there. Yeah. Um. And and I think it was it was you know probably hitting everything at the right time. First Saturday after the school mm-hmm. year, um, you know, not having a home game for a month maybe helped a little bit. New yeah. coach, new old coach. <laughs> you know, there were yeah. a lot of factors. I think that went into that. But if they can, if they can ride that wave from an off field, you know, marketing perspective, I mean, we saw what worked. It was getting families out, getting kids out, having activities other than just the game. And, you know, there were, there's definitely positives to take on and off the field from this game. Um, So it'd be great if we can build off of that. I mean, I don't think we can expect to go from, you know, 1800 a game to 3,500 a game every week. But if we can, incrementally build and we've always had strong attendance or stronger attendance in the summer um probably most teams Mm -hmm. do so it's definitely something to build off of from both on field and off the field point of view yeah absolutely i think it's uh 
it's both sad that I wasn't able to see it, but it's also may not have happened if I did try to see it in person. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's exciting. And I think it, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how much we can ride this momentum and, uh, use it moving forward um just because i mean as of now i forget exactly where we are in the standings i mean we're not we're still not in the playoff run yet but uh we're definitely in a better situation i think we're like 14th it's loading now uh 15th but we're technically we have a game ahead or birmingham has a game in hand on us um but we're we've got 12 points um and Really, I mean, there's a lot back and forth with games in hand and things like that with the clubs above us. Um, but really, I mean, Bethlehem Steel has played 15 matches um, and they've got 16. So we're a little bit more luck and uh, continued energy away from uh, maybe turning this season around and making something of it. Um, I don't want to jinx it, of course, but... Yeah, I don't think I don't think the takeaway from this should be that we're going to be that good every week. I think mm. Birmingham didn't look very good uh, for one thing, but yeah, it was encouraging that we took a we took on a team that didn't look very good and looked far superior to them, which is not something we could say prior to this game this season because we played some teams that we thought we were better than on paper, and it, we didn't play like it. So that was encouraging from mm. the, that standpoint but um yeah it's (laughs) i really don't know what else to say i think we can just kind of leave it here um i'm trying to see if mikel maria is in the lineup for curacao he is okay they just released it oh did they mikel maria is in the lineup for curacao so if you want to check that out it's on fox sports uh and then it's going to be too late at this point because (laughs) the podcast won't be out until later probably after the game but uh (laughs) if you want to go back and watch it you can probably do that via the fox sports go app this is not an ad uh because fox sports go (laughs) is not always the best app so um if you do want to go back and watch it there's probably ways you can do it but i'm good leaving it here sorry we didn't ask for listener questions i just i screwed up i forgot to send the tweet out uh (laughs) So we we haven't really wanted to ask for listener questions lately. So it was kind of <laughs> yeah. like a, a habit to not do it. Um, yeah. So if we continue pl- playing well, we'll uh, try to get some listener questions in the next episode. Absolutely. All righty. We'll leave it here. Uh, we don't know if we'll be back with an extra episode this week. We are waiting on hearing back from some Louisville folks. So if we don't talk to you before then, uh, hopefully we will – turn our fortunes around in the uh whatever the slugger city i don't know what do they call what is louisville slugger field no i know Uh, but like what's their nickname insert like the city like uh, ours is the queen city do they have something like that i'm gonna call it the slugger city City, maybe the barrel city actually that sounds right because of the bourbon yeah yeah bourbon city i don't know i'm trying to think of some bourbon city sounds like a place i want to live yeah i mean it's I, I hear they're really good with the bourbon. They have some good breweries. But this is uh, this is not a Louisville podcast. Not yet, at least. Not yet. So Until maybe have a Thursday. good rest of your week, and come on, you jacks. Woo!